1: We're going through some challenging times. Life as we know it has been turned upside down and there is much uncertainty about the weeks, possibly months ahead. Hello again, this is Peter Bowes. This is the Lama Podcast. And in keeping with everything that's happening at the moment, the coronavirus, this episode is a little different. Most of the interviews that I do for the podcast are recorded a week or so in advance, sometimes a little longer than that, so to publish this episode without acknowledging the tremendous challenges that we're facing today would, I think, be inappropriate. We're going to hear in a moment from Ross McCrae. Ross is the CEO of VideoAmp, a software company which is doing some really groundbreaking work in challenging the work-life paradigm, creating a new way to work and live that focuses on health and well-being. We recorded the interview at Ross's office in Santa Monica in California recently, but since then, that work-life paradigm has been challenged in more ways than I think either of us could have possibly imagined. So before we hear that interview, I wanted to get Ross back on the line for a quick update. We're both working remotely and hopefully safely today. Ross, it's good to talk to you again.
0: Likewise. Can't believe it, man. How are you and your
1: staff coping with this?
0: It's... Every day it's changing. Um, You know, the... We... I read the Medium article. I forget the author's name, but it was the one that was getting spread a spread a lot and had all like the charts and the data driven analysis. And within thirty minutes of of reading that, I I sent everyone home. I just said we just be like this is this is the news wasn't doing it justice. Honestly, I was like you know reading articles and everyone's like oh what's this kind of thing? And then I read that article. Maybe it was eleven days ago or something like that. And I I just said wow everyone's got to go home. And so. It's been uh we've been trying to adapt and we've been you know sending people work equipment and working on telecommunications and just adapting the culture from a remote style and so I think everyone's hanging in there.
1: I can't imagine what it's like I mean you're a company just in Europe Santa Monica office of, of more than a hundred people to suddenly have to transfer all of that to a home working base and I know some of your staff do work part of the time from home, but a hundred percent it's quite a task,
0: yeah it's kind of a uh, quite the opposite, right? Since we were last talking regarding having the facilities in place and everything in in order, but we've, 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 we've managed to keep the culture alive and we got um, virtual workouts now and virtual kind of um, health and wellness programs and one-on-one coaching. And so it's pretty, it it is pretty remarkable to see all the things that you can do remote, honestly. I mean, it's kind of a cool experiment looking at the positives, Um, you know, seeing kids in the background and it's, I think, kind of went from like a, I don't want to say it was a bad thing, but, you know, people typically wouldn't want to kind of kind of show that side. And now I almost kind of see it as people are enjoying it. And, you know, they, 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 they like seeing that more personal side of people. So it's an interesting time.
1: Yeah, well, that's exactly what I want to talk to you about in a few moments time, because you are, as you've implied, you're a company that focuses on, in quite a unique way, on the health and happiness of your workforce. And you've come up with some rather novel ways to continue that lifestyle support, even though the office is shut down. And I want to learn more about that. But first, let's hear the interview that we recorded in your office It'll give everyone listening hopefully quite a deep understanding of what you're doing as a company, and how it's relevant to my goal on this podcast of pursuing a long and healthy life. Then we'll come back and, and talk about how you're dealing with this coronavirus. Sounds, sounds good. So here we go, Lama Podcast episode number 110 with my guest Ross McCray.
0: I'm not trying to create some exercise that just is fooling everyone. Like I really want to find can is there a blueprint or a formula that you can, best practices maybe even, that you can incorporate to other companies to make people truly happier and more effective.
1: Hello and welcome to the Live Long and Master Aging Podcast. I'm Peter Bowes. This is where we explore the science and stories behind human longevity. Now, what's your excuse today? Why didn't you work out, go to the gym, go for a run, whatever your exercise of choice? Maybe you skipped that healthy meal and grabbed a takeaway instead because you were just too busy. You had to get to work. Maybe you missed lunch altogether because you were behind on a project. Whatever the reason for not doing every day what we really know we should do and that is have a decent amount of quality exercise and eat a balanced diet a healthy diet the reason we fail is often connected to our work or at least that's the excuse the pressure of holding down a job whether it's nine to five late early overnight it's often the reason why looking after ourselves nurturing our health span and general well-being falls off the out. well imagine working for a company that puts your health and well-being at the center of its workplace philosophy provides you with a gym on site a trainer healthy food all of which you can take advantage of during your time at the office oh and by the way you can decide the hours that you work well today i've, I've come to that company video amp is based in santa monica in california and ross mccray the ceo and founder of the company is with me. Ross, welcome to the Live Long and Master Aging Podcast. It's great to see you, Peter. You too. It's a scenario that almost sounds too good to be true.
0: Yeah. You know, um I get that sometimes. And sometimes people even ask like well what's what's the catch is this going to cost me? Are you taking this out of my payroll? You know, all kinds of funny things. And you know we're we're a startup, we're fast growing venture backed company that is doing well. And if we continue this trajectory where we eventually create value for our shareholders and we solve our mission and everyone's happy and there's a good event that's and yet i look back and i see the people that were a part of this journey and that they're became less healthy you know they burned so many hours they they they've burnt relationships they lost opportunities to do things that were more on the personal side or they've Um, weren't really being financially responsible or mentally healthy. There's so many different dynamics of health and wellness more comprehensively. And if we succeed financially or succeed from the company's mission yet personally, we have degraded our health and wellness, then I don't see that as a success. And so I've, I've always, when I started the company, that kind of came to my realization is like, I got to be careful because people spend a lot of time at work and I feel responsible for everyone in the company. And, and that, and that really kind of got me messed up. And I started going in my head and like, well, what kind of leader do I want to be? And what kind of place do I want to create? And I'm going to have so much influence over, over this environment and over this experience. And I, I did a lot of thinking and, and I started asking my friends for a lot of, were the places that they work and the companies that, you know, that I thought sounded really cool and, you know, the Silicon Valley companies. And I asked them what they liked about it and what it's like to work there, and it all just didn't really seem that interesting. It all just kind of sucked a little bit. And so I wanted to reinvent from the ground up and challenge the paradigm of the entire workplace experience and to see, well, I don't think we scratched the surface on what 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 it can be like. And we've been doing a lot of experiments. And, and as you mentioned, one of the first things that we – started to do is try to how to find a way to harmonize your health and well-being alongside of the personal and professional growth inside of a company and to, to try to figure out ways to do it all and I've always wanted to be a people first and empathetic leader and so I just started to think well What's the best way to get it done? And that's kind of how we got here. And just
1: to give a, a little bit of background, we've known each other for a while, and I, I followed your progress yeah. at your previous office here in that's right. Los Angeles, which was much smaller than this one. You were employing fewer people then. Yeah. You had a smaller gym area. I've just seen your new gym, which honestly <laughs> is better than most commercial gyms in, I think in it terms is. of the way that it's equipped. Yeah. So, I can see you're successful. You're employing more people, not only in this city, but other cities around the United States. Uh, We'll do a deep dive into what you've just been telling me about. But before we do that video amp, what does the company actually do?
0: Yeah, so we work with the world's largest marketers and media owners to tie how their marketing budgets, from television to things like on OTT devices like Roku's and Hulu's of the world, connect to driving actual sales and what's working and what's not working in a privacy compliant way so we use data and data science all anonymized without knowing any individuals but looking at patterns and looking at systems to find which ad placements are really driving the outcome that a marketer is looking to do so for example a studio is looking to bring movie uh, ticket goers to the movie theaters how do you know of all the you know millions and millions of dollars that they're spending what's working and what's not, and so we give them software and data solutions that tell them where their money's gone, how it 's performed, and what they can do to make it better
1: so you're really monitoring this rapidly changing world that we live in in terms of what we're looking at, what's entertaining us, and therefore what's attractive to the advertisers
0: yeah and it really it's a what's cool about it is it's kind of everyone wins, so when you're able to create a content experience and put advertising that the consumers appreciate because it's more personalized to what they're looking for then they have a better experience and the consumers are happy and when they're able to connect the dots and put a good advertising in front of the consumer, then the hope is that the advertisers can maybe make a better connection to their, to their user base and to their, to their client base. And then if that's happening, then the people who are selling the advertising spots are going to make more money. So everyone kind of wins.
1: So you've got a, a tech workforce, I guess, yes. highly motivated, a lot of engineers. Working yes. Here.
0: How, yeah, we're very heavily skewed towards software engineering, data engineering and, and technology and uh, professionals. And how many people? We're at 234 today in the company. So
1: that's across the U.S.? Yes, in the U.S. And in this office here in Santa Monica? 120. 120 people. So it's it's a a very sizable operation you have here. I gave an overview there of of how it works, but in in more detail. The facilities are provided. Your employees can use them pretty much when they want and organize their day around their work. Pretty much, yeah. And the activities they do for their well-being there
0: there's there's a couple main components of our culture and health and wellness that we're describing is one major one and we can focus on that for a second here and so for starters we give flexible hours and work scheduling we don't have a nine to five some people commute to work they come super early they leave early they want to avoid traffic or they come late after traffic and they stay late um, Which is people. the LA way, isn't it? The LA way, yeah. And so but, 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 but this is for all offices, right? We have like 12 plus offices in the US now. Got it. And uh, even even in, you know, sometimes they want to take a Tuesday off and come work on Saturday. Like, I mean, we're for us, we're always measuring the output, not the input. That's what matters. And so we give high freedom, high responsibility and try to measure what matters. And so that parlays into other things like are right, we have unlimited PTO policies or not tracking vacations just get the job done do what you got to do if you need a break take a break right it's, it's, it's kind of like that and when it comes down to th- that that those are just examples of how we really facilitate and how we kind of view the workplace and so when you now go back to the health and wellness components it's, it it' It's on the same vein where we provide facilities we have um, a couple of different programs in health and wellness. So I think fitness is one of them, but we do things for financial health. we do things for mental health and like those are other examples of, uh, if it's a more comprehensive mobility as well. maybe you can kind of somewhat be into physical but or, or 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 fitness, but sometimes can be different and so on the financial health side, like we will bring in financial advisors people to speak about um, how to save, retirement, how to think about equity, should you exercise your options or not? There's so many things that people just don't know, right? And you're not taught in school that people, uh, I, I think, should know, right? And so we have programs regarding that, best practices, and help people m- make sure they're being responsible financially. And we have uh, independent third parties to come in and help. And sometimes people don't want to share their financials or, you know, more personal issues. So we, we have professionals that they can deal with, and we, and, and we pay for that. On the mental health side as well, this is something that we've been doing more um, recently. It's a little bit, I think, um, somewhat touchy here and there. But like having, having professionals and there, there's third-party mental health programs that we outsource to people want someone to talk to whether it be for personal reasons or work reasons and that is not just like HR like oh so-and-so you know said this or is a bully like people that really have anxiety issues or they're or they're battling with other things at home family issues and don't have really an outlet like we, we we try to make sure that people are feeling mentally there and then when you go to the fitness side which is I think what you and I have been talking about for the last few years primarily mm-hmm that that's evolved compar- hugely. And so we have in most of our major offices, we have full facility gym and that has all the equipment and that's open 24 seven and you can use that whatever you want. And so um, there's always open gym and it's top notch, typically CrossFit oriented equipment or like um, heavy um, hit type classes. So less machines, more functional movement stuff. And we offer classes that are typically around the clock, like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 p.m., lunch, 5 p.m., 6 p.m., whereas typically in, you know, every office is different. Some are bigger and smaller, but people will have five to eight people per class join, and we have instructors, and so some people love to work out with other individuals and do classes, whether it be CrossFit or Olympic lifting or hit classes or yoga or boxing or Pilates, whatever they're into, we try to mix it up and have different varieties. We have even ladies-only classes. That's been a big hit lately for the people here. And so um, we want to facilitate programming as well as facilitate open gym if you want to just come you know, after work to your own routines. And nutrition is maybe probably a fifth pillar that is worthwhile mentioning and it, making sure that half the battle is nutrition. And so you can be physically healthy and you can be mobile, but if you're not eating correctly and getting the right nutrition, that affects your energy, that affects your mood. And so we have nutritionists that we that's part of the program that people can opt into and do things like meal prep and services. So, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's pretty comprehensive and all that's included, and you get that as a benefit as a day one, any employee in the company.
1: And just to be clear, uh, this is there's no extra charge no. for this. Uh, no. This is a, a free, if you want to say yeah, it free, is. It is. Service for anyone who works and, for you.
0: And we've actually even recently extended it to family members. So, what we've been doing recently now is bringing it to significant other family members. So, in certain offices, we've been kind of trying and retesting it, and it's been a big hit. People are bringing their spouses, they're bringing their partners, their best friends, right? And it's been really cool. And so, that's kind of expanded. In, in New York, for example, where most of our clients are, it's heavily concentrated in New York. We even have clients coming through and, and, and building that. So, Going, be, We've done a really good job of building the community for the employee base. And now I'm thinking about how do we extend that to, I guess, the next circle out, you know, clients, friends and families. And just last week, we had the LA SWAT team come by and work out with us. I think that was actually yesterday. Actually, last week, it was yesterday that, that we did that with. So yeah, we're, we're trying to expand.
1: What is your main motivation you give me a good overview but your sure. main motivation for providing what are to be honest quite extraordinary facilities yeah for your workforce here which must be costing you a lot of money
0: it you know it it definitely costs money but truthfully it's a lot less than i think most people come to realize like and and so the amount of money that we spend to spin up an operation and technology, right? Engineers, data scientists, it's not, you know, it's not cheap, right? I mean, to, to, to be in business and technology these days in Silicon Valley or LA or New York are, are very competitive markets. And so when you think about the average cost of hiring a software engineer versus the cost of just buying equipment for a gym and paying a personal trainer is significantly less. And so when you have a certain number of scale and you think about it as a multiplier effect, and if you can make a workforce of 200 people, and you can make every person 5% better, 10% better, and whether it's because they have more energy or they're happier or you have higher retention rate, you don't lose your top talent, you're able to recruit better you know, individuals because they care about these sort of perks, that the amount of money that we put into retention and culture and these kind of programs is, is really minimal compared to the ROI we're getting.
1: Yeah, and I can hear people thinking, well, where's the catch? Sure. Yeah, what- is in this, perhaps more for the employer than the employee, is it trying to keep people close to the company all the time, the employees working at, or maybe not working, but physically yeah, presence at the right. company, at the office, for an exceeding amount of time, and perhaps, and some might suggest, taking them away from their families. And we'll continue this conversation in just a moment.
0: Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? Yeah. You know, that's part of the reason why we want to bring in family stuff too. Right. Because that honestly sometimes does happen. Right. Where they're like, OK, like for me, I mean, it happens. Right. It's like I used to go to a gym and now like that now I'm at work I'm even more longer. And, and, and yeah, I'm doing the same thing. I'm actually saving time. But but you're dead right. It kind of it kind of puts you more in that place. But end of the day I think there's pros and cons to everything, and some people want to get away from work and then you know they, they need a break from their colleagues and the coworkers but that 's not what it's really like here honestly like it's not where it, it's it's we've created an environment and and I, and I mean we because it goes well beyond me it goes to our leaders it goes to our management that people want to come here right and if it's not an environment that is end of the day fun and and inclusive and growing and you you want to be here, then it's not good for anyone. It's not good for the company. We don't want people that are disgruntled talking to our clients or doing work where they're not happy with. And, and, And I think if you think about it from the point of view, I think of myself and, you know, if I would want to employ someone like myself or any kind of high performer that I believe, they want options. They want freedom. A, a high performer doesn't want to get told, oh, you, you got to be here from nine to five and clock in and you know, you can't do this or you do that or you shouldn't have these. They don't want all these rules and all this red tape. They want to be able to have relationships at work. They want rich relationships. They don't want drama at work. They don't want people they don't like at work. They don't want issues. So I, I, I think all the time about how do we create an environment that just is easy
1: you've got a very flexible working pattern here there are no set hours no. how do you accommodate people with complex personal lives
0: as well yeah you know i think the the way that i can answer that question is to kind of give you a little bit more of our philosophy and i've always viewed that if you're trying to get good a good workforce a hard-working workforce high-performing employees and to have ultimately a successful company we're, we're just a bunch of people right like we're not really a data company or software company we're, we're, we're a people company and our product is our is our people and our environment and so i've always taken that to heart and i've always focused that i think my job as the founder and the ceo is to treat the company and, and our people as its main product and hope that if you take care of people and you get the right people in here that then they'll create good products so then They those products will go and will make money for the company and the shareholders and so on and so forth That's always been my philosophy and in order to do that my main approach is to take a step back and say well If I wanted to get the best people in here that I think will do the job What 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 do people want and 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 how do you attract top talent and what are they looking for in my experience? They want freedom. They want they want high freedom, high responsibility. They, they 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 don't want to be told what to do. They they know they're good at what they do. They are they they typically have high standards for themselves, and they don't want to sacrifice their family lives, or sacrifice their personal growth, or their hobbies, or sacrifice things that they love, especially their health, right? And they want it all, and and because they're used to getting what they want, and they have high standards, and so. I just want to create an environment that is conducive and, and more than conducive, empowering for people that want to take a holistic experience. And a good example with the mothers and fathers here, you know, I see I see people bring their children to work, dogs all the time here, even working out when we have facilities. I, I see kids, I, you know, kind of hanging out and playing on the corners. And we're, I'm even thinking about bringing in paid babysitting and dog sitting services at work. And it's like, why not? Right. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to not incorporate that
1: and do you provide healthy meals as a lunchtime totally, delivery or yeah, a meal and totally. uh, sort of dinner time as well you
0: know it's it's kind of like look you know if if we're providing if the company is paying for these foods then i feel like well, we can kind of control that a little bit so we're <laughs> we're we're very mindful and try to get hel- you know healthy food that's also tastes good and our beliefs are that we want to find the right way to harmonize to integrate and to figure out a way to not have to have these harsh nine-to-five rules, and sometimes it makes sense that you have to stay later at work, and that's the flexibility you need. And other times, you can leave work. You don't have to come to work for a day. And I think it's really rooted in the notion of measuring what matters. And, you know, ironically, we're a measurement company for what we do for our day-to-day business. And for me, I've always said, well, if we're the leader in being an innovator in how to measure marketing and media effectiveness, then we better make sure we're measuring the right things internally to make sure we're optimizing the vanity metrics. And I don't really give a shit about process or input. I care about the output. And and if people can get the job done and their kids are here, the dogs are here, If they, if they come early, leave late, and they have a weird dynamic schedule and, like, whatever. I've, a, I've seen crazy schedules that people come in and they're like, I, I want to work weekends. I don't want to work on Tuesdays. I have my thing on Tuesday. Okay, whatever. And... It comes down to you have to be you have to manage your own schedule and if you're here too long and you've created an environment where it's like and this actually has never happened but i'm just going to give a rebuttal to potentially the criticism you mentioned yeah. it's like if you're at a point where you have your family here every single day and then your kids come from school and you're hanging out at work and you're staying light hours it's like you're not handling your shit right and you're not working effectively and efficiently and you got to take some responsibility for that we have very clear goals and very clear agendas, and people got to figure out they have the freedom and the responsibility to figure out how to get that output done, and we're not going to micromanage or tell you how to do your
1: job. And you would acknowledge that this isn't for everyone no. and that it's very clear to people when they come potentially to work for you, with you, that uh, if it's not going to work for them, perhaps it isn't the job for them.
0: Uh, I mean, we're overly upfront about this, and I think most interview processes and companies I found – are very disingenuous, and it's like a, everyone's kind of like lying and selling themselves on both sides. Oh, everything is really, you know. <laughs> if you ever had an interview with me, and you can ask anyone here. I'm like, listen, this is the situation, right? This is what works. This is what's really bad. Like, we've got to fix these things. If we don't fix these things, we're screwed. Like, I'm very open about it, and I'm a very open book and transparent. Because, I mean, think about it. It's like, if you don't tell the candidate what it's like, and they come work here, and it's like week three, like, what the hell is going on around here? Then that's more of a mess for, for everyone. Yeah and, so, so, yeah,
1: and then they leave, and you've wasted yeah, and everyone's you waste
0: time. time. and then you've wasted your time. Yeah, yeah it's everybody,
1: it just sucks. So a lot of the, the lifestyle within the company is rooted in your own passion for well being and the way that you look after yourself just give me an overview of of what you do and and what your day looks like
0: so I've ever since a young age I've always just felt this responsibility that I, I I can achieve a lot of things and I've I've decided that I want to dedicate my life to increasing joy and reducing suffering and for me I take a lot of responsibility in that and in order for me to have the best probability of doing that at a massive scale I've decided that well I got to take care of myself. I have to make sure that I'm the best version of myself and I have to be a really effective human being and I have to be able to produce a lot of throughput and I got to make good decisions and I got to work hard. And in order to do that, I said all right, well first things first, I got to make sure that I can, you know, be highly energized throughout the entire day. I don't want these tranches of decline where i'm getting food comas or i'm not i don't have energy like i i was like what i want to be able to you know sleep minimally but effectively i want to be able to be awake for 19 20 hours a day and feel good for every hour i want to be able to make good decisions i want to have high energy i want to be very highly effective and that will give me an edge and that will give me a higher probability of success so not only am i having longevity like we love to talk about on this podcast but also being effective during that right because i've seen people that can 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 live a long time but they're not really they're not productive in those years they're too relaxed right and and it's kind of like you draw a a scale like think of like a bell curve and i've always used this analogy where you have arousal or stress on the on the kind of x-axis on the y-axis you have um performance and it's like if you're not stressed i don't if you like just so relaxed and like yeah whatever it's chill you're not going to be typically right you're not going to have a a lot of throughput because you're not really that motivated or incentivized to get done but vice versa if you're so overly stressed and you're just you just you just plummet your productivity you you just kind of freeze up and so you got to find that right balance on that bell curve to try to get somewhere in the middle there that has a good healthy level of i want to get shit done but at the same time making it sustainable and for for long periods of time.
1: And you use the expression work-life harmony, uh, which I think encapsulates exactly what you've just been talking about, that it isn't so much balance, which used to be the old phrase of right. you know, balancing home life
0: and, and work life, which yeah. is perhaps a bit too rigid. I think so. Yeah. And like when I think about, I mean, look, we're all kind of trying to say the same thing, but I just want to be really nuanced in my in my language because typically I think of balance, I think of a scale of like you go, there's stuff on your left and stuff on the right and you got to balance it out. And and yeah, I, I see it much more fluid. I, I I look at it like water flowing in and out and it just says things move, things change. And and I found that to be very, very effective, and, and and I think it's been working for us.
1: We all change over the years as our lives change, our personal lives change. You've become a father in the last year yeah. or so. How has that – has it changed your attitude towards what you're doing at work? Because you will have a, a new appreciation totally. at least what it's like to to, to have another life uh, responsibility yeah. within your family.
0: Well, it's been, I mean, it's been phenomenal. It's been an amazing experience and I'm very humbled by it. And it's, it's, it's my, uh, my son's only six months old and I love him and he's already taught me a lot and given me a perspective that I, that I don't think I've had before. However, it, it hasn't changed my mission, right? I'm still here to increase joy and reduce suffering and, if anything, it's for, it's furthered empowered it, right? Like I, I want to be able to try to have an impact while I'm here, and to and to lead by example, and to try to do good. And so, if anything, it's just make me want to work harder and be better at what I already do. Do you have a a different understanding of the the
1: balance that people need in their lives because of? I think children? so.
0: I think I you know I I don't want to go as far as say I got lucky in trying to figure this out because you know, I asked around and I looked around, but yeah, I mean. So many times, right, where my son has a doctor appointment, and you know I want to be there, and so I'll just randomly leave and I'll come back. Like no one cares. Like just get your shit done. And so I think I think I've always known that. Like I've always known like families, oh you know do your thing. But now after like me actually wanting to be there for my son and to make sure that I have that flexibility, it's there. And 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 the thing that I will also say is that it's nuanced because. You know, there are environments out there that will give you that flexibility, right? Where you can go to your manager or HR and say, Hey, I gotta take a half day or whatever, and it's okay. And everyone's been there where it's still kind of frowned upon. You can do it, but everyone's like, mm, you know, so and so's leaving work and I wonder what they're doing. Do they really have it? Everyone's been there. We don't have that here. We don't have that here. Because it's because again, we measure like every every person that works here have clear, measurable goals of what they're trying to do. And we try to make it as objective and measurable as possible. And so it's very clear how people are doing in their jobs. And like we, we don't want it to be a guess of like, well, are you doing well? And like I've always said every employee deserves to know how well they're performing and what gaps they have to do specifically to get their next promotion or to get the next responsibility or where they're at to get really good constructive criticism. We don't have annual reviews here. We, we, we do... Um, mandatory one on ones with the manager every week two weeks and you know we have more formal reviews every month or or quarterly so for us it's about that rapid iteration and feedback and so we don't we don't have that problem and you
1: will have. Um, you talk of people perhaps taking half a day, going home early yeah. because they need to. Your life will have changed in the last six months, though, so that perhaps you're not working quite as as late as you used to. You're yeah. not putting in quite as many hours. How do you reconcile the fact that it's you changed. are you are changing? Aren't
0: it you? is changed, Peter? It's changed, and some things are the exact same, and some things are different. And I'll give you an example. So I'm I'm 28 now, and I started video amp. I think when I was 22. Yeah, sounds about right. Maybe 21. And this is actually my 43rd company, which is probably a story for, it's probably, that's a whole nother, that's, another that's a whole nother yeah. topic we'll get to next time. Um, and just goes to show the, the, the power of iterative failure and learnings. But anyways, um, try, try and try. Again. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, I tried. Um, but so when I, when I was, when I was 21, 22, I, I, I didn't have anything, right? I, I didn't have connections. I didn't have money. I, 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 I didn't have anything. I dropped out of school. And I didn't have anything really going for myself. So for me, the only thing I had was my discipline, my work ethic. And so for me, that was the only lever that I could pull. And it was like I don't have anyone looking out for me. I don't have these connections or these jobs or someone helping me or some inroads or a family bed, Nothing of this, right? So I was like, I only can do one thing and it's work harder than anyone else. And like, I'm going to grind and I'm going to have my self-discipline to get there. And so that was what I just, like a dog, that's what I had. It was just discipline, 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 discipline. And... Truthfully, that's that worked for me, and that got me from zero to being able to start a business and be able to fundraise on a few different rounds, and you know got me through the beginning of just working brute force, and that required a lot of hours. I mean, I was working crazy hours, twenty to twenty-one hours a day, every single day, no weekends. But I, I, I didn't have a family I had everything going on. I was young. You know, whatever. Right. And that that's what I decided to do. And then as I got resources and as I had a company and now we've raised over one hundred million dollars and one of the fastest growing companies in the United States, I've got a lot more resources. And as I'm getting a lot more resources, I kind of have the luxury to not have to, let's say, work those hard hours. And now I'm thinking to myself, I have to really leverage and think smartly. And so it comes down to a lot more of a couple key decisions that I have to make as a, as the founder and CEO of fast growing company is not, I mean, it's really like a couple key things that I do strategic things. Are we going into this business or we're not going into this hiring the right people, you know? And so that requires not as much as that bulldog 21 hours a day. And so that's allowed me to have much more freedom in other spaces. And so i I probably work 14 hours a day now, which is a dramatic difference. And so you know the, the but but what I will say is that i i sometimes see a lot of articles of people talking about you know these sort of things and i think it, i think people's circumstances are different because i could not have started from nothing to something by just working 8 hours a day and just having a good balance and like that it doesn't work that way because there's some other animal out there like the version of me of 21 working their ass off doing absolutely everything they can because they have to and so i think it's circumstantial That's what I needed to do back then. I don't think there was any other way that I could have gotten off the ground. And now I've able to afford myself to not have to do that, which is a key distinction.
1: But one thing that you've done, certainly the time that I've known you, is you've worked extremely hard, but you've always looked after yourself. And, And very often the thing that goes, people in your position company bosses right. will put everything into the company and let themselves go your your discipline you talk about the number of hours that you're working but yeah. you're getting but a, ironically, you probably still do get it up at 4 a.m
0: but ironically when i talk about the 20 hours day i'm including when i'm talking working like when i'm thinking about meditation or working out i'm including that into that i don't literally mean i'm just sitting at a desk hammering right. out emails like I'm optimizing my output. And by order to do that, that means I need to eat healthy. I need to make sure that I'm at full capacity, and I've ne- yeah, I never skipped a day working out because in order to work those hours, I had to be there. I have to have high energy. So you're dead right, and and it's so intrinsic to me. I'm, I'm calling it work, right? And, I was just going to say, yeah, it,
1: it, we we're using this word work, and yeah. of course, it's it's existing, isn't it? Yeah. But y- your existence is obviously focused on making a success of this company. Totally. But the working out, the the good eating, the sensible eating is is all part of that. It's part of work. So. You've got this philosophy that nurtures the health of your workforce and yeah. yourself as well. Do you have a, a bigger picture ambition mm-hmm. that revolves around that kind totally. of philosophy?
0: Thank you for plugging me. So we spoke about it a little bit, and everything for me starts with my mission, right? I'm very, like, it's just I work. I'm kind of weird like that. It's like, all right, why well, am I alive? I'm alive because I decided I, I had to put a stake in the ground somewhere. I'm, I'm here to increase joy and reduce suffering of mankind, all right, so how the hell I do that? And so I happen to fall in this industry, and you know we're 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 doing our thing now. And as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, when I started the company, I wanted to, try to find a way to change the workplace experience. And so I kind of have two missions today. Inside, or I won't say two missions. I have one mission, but I have two like things I'm working on. Right, and you have Video Amp, which is here to optimize our clients' advertising investments, media owners, all that stuff we were talking about earlier. And I'm also here to challenge the traditional workplace experience. I wanna challenge that paradigm. And what's cool about it is they're, int- they're, they're intertwined. And so because now we have hundreds of employees across the country and we're doing these things, this is our own experiment. And we're testing assumptions regarding like breaking health and wellness and integrating that into that and trying to really tr- focus on the person first and, and, and our assumption that the rest will come. This to me is a case study and we're documenting these things and we're doing trial and errors and we're and we're, and we're bringing in third parties of doing like lift analysis and is it working? Are people actually happier? Like I, I'm not trying to create some exercise that just is fooling everyone. Like I really want to find, can is there a blueprint or a formula that you can, best practices maybe even that you can incorporate to other companies to make people truly happier and more effective? And to me, that's a big part of my mission because – People spend a lot of time at work. And if you're trying to increase joy and reduce suffering, for me, like whatever, 50% of someone's adult life, whatever the stat's going to be, a lot of it is at work. And so if I can find a way to make work better and to prove that it actually is best interest, um, the shareholders and the company and the revenue and the employee and everyone wins, then I feel like that's a very effective tactic.
1: I was just going to ask you that. So you're a data-driven company. Is, therefore, there a formula to gauge the success of this workplace philosophy.
0: So I'm working on it. I don't I don't think there's ever gonna be some elegant master formula that is just here's the nineteen variables and you plug it in and you've made it. I think it's it's extremely complex question. However, we have some of the best data scientists in the world working here on crazy math problems and data science problems. And what's cool about it is now some of them have been so in the health that on the free time, they're starting to try to work on this themselves. So we even have, like, extracurricular activities that people are doing for fun in trying to gauge those things. And we have all kinds of collaborations with, you know, behavioral sciences and and, and even some universities out there. And we're trying to find ways. we've, We've messed around with this notion of employee lifetime value and all kinds of metrics that we're defining. So the short answer is no but we are working on it and it's something that i'm trying to make it so we can have some data driven true lift analysis regarding what we've learned in our own cohorts over time here
1: because this is your passion isn't it And i don't want to sort of simplify it but you live by a spreadsheet to some extent or you have done you've in terms (laughs) of of spreadsheets yeah your your diet your exercise but you have a very scientific approach to this
0: i i just love optimizing systems and and it's just my thing and it it's it's not a surprise of why the company I started is measuring and optimizing. and I, I, it's just how my mind works. I love to think about well, what's the outcome, what's the goal, How do I work backwards? And like sort of what I mentioned earlier, even internally, like we don't focus on the input on the output. We're not overly process driven, We're more people driven, all the paradigms that you can hear me speaking about all revolves around the same thing. I don't, I just want to optimize the things that are going to drive the most performance. And I have, and I don't care what it is. I, I don't care if I had an idea that was my idea last week and I'm so fired up. If new information comes in, it's like, oh, well I was wrong. I will change, done, change it, move it to the next thing. Like I, I'm not married to any input or approach or tactic I just want to find the best approach.
1: So this is, uh, as you know, this is a podcast about human longevity. It's how we can optimize our own lives to live a long, healthy life. A health span is how I describe it, where you live, optimize how you're living, how you're engaging with others, your physical health, and not necessarily focus on the length of your life. It's not necessarily about lifespan. Mm. It's just getting as, as old as you can and as you do, clearly, enjoying every day and getting yeah. as much out of of every day. So I'm curious, do you think about your own longevity and mm. moving forward, the de- you're only, what did you say, 28 years 28, old, yeah. the decades ahead, do you have a formula or, or even a vision for how you'd like your life to progress?
0: Um, it's, a good, it's a good one. I, I don't know if I have a strict formula or approach to that, but what I will say is, I definitely look at, and similar to how I describe the output of like the stress versus performance and that bell curve to my own life. And it's, you know, do I wanna live, and I'm just giving a, let's get an extreme example. Do I wanna live to, you know, 100 years old, but feel like, okay, I had a long life, but I didn't get a lot of fulfillment in that life, right? Where I didn't enjoy the things I wanted to enjoy and take kind of smart risks and do this and do that. and and just, just live very right, risk averse and just try and just be in that stasis or would I have rather live a life to say 80 years old but was just rich and fulfilled and and it felt really well, I, I would choose that, right? And so for me, it's kind of maybe a simplified formula is kind of that fulfillment times length and you know how can I maximize that how I felt I did. And for me, it's ultimately how effective am I of... Touching as many lives as possible and increasing their joy. And so, if I can do that very effectively in a shorter period of time because I'm, you know, going ham and I'm and I'm and, and that was and, and opportunities arise I will probably choose that route because that's that's what I want to do.
1: One of the answers that I often get from people when when we're talking looking ahead in terms of old age is a reference to your children or your grandchildren and wanting to be around mm-hmm. to share your your life as you mm-hmm. get older but also to share your wisdom with your children and potentially grandchildren yeah. as well. Has that thought crossed your mind since you become a no, No
0: doubt. Yeah, definitely, especially since I became a father. Like, a lot, really. Um, I think I always said, yeah, it makes sense. I want to be around for my, you know, my generation. But really, when I had my my first child, I was like, whoa, I definitely want to be here because there's nothing I can do when he's so young, right? Like, I can only, (laughs) like, he's six months old, so I can't really tell him these deep things that I've learned over my year yet. But yeah, I want to for sure. And I think, you know, I, I think I'm doing that naturally and, and the byproduct. So I think what's interesting is I, I've started on this wellness journey and this because of trying to be the most effective at delivering throughput and hitting my mission, Right. And that's why I do it and, and why I'm super intense when I'm working out and, you know, and, and and do the things that I'm doing and really push myself is because I believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. And things translate and traverse over multiple disciplines. And so if I can really get after it and it's a really gnarly workout that, you know, you get that chatter in your head, as I call it, and it's like, oh, you know, quit now, quit now. I go, hell yeah, I'm in. That's when I start. And. That to me helps me. So when a problem arises and shit happens in the next day at work, I'm like, all right, it's whatever. I've been through worse. In the morning, I can get through this. Like this is not as bad. Let's just you know, let's just be logical and and do it. And so that allows me to get out there. And so to answer your to answer your question, because of I've been focusing on trying to be the most effective and best version of myself. I think I've gotten really healthy along the way of doing it, right? And, and I think that, you know, my resting heart rate is, is, in, is in a great spot. It's in, it's in the mid-40s at night when I sleep. And, you know, on, on average, my HRV is another stat that I track consistently. It's, and that's um, something that is in the healthy ranges and increasing. And so I'm tracking other health metrics, my sleep scores. I mean, I've even done, like, um, I've done a lot of crazy tests, my, my VO2 max. I've, I've done food sensitivity analysis. And so I'm tracking a lot of the things for, for longevity, let's say. And because...
1: The, the kind of things that a lot of people listening to this podcast track.
0: Yeah. Day, I, I mean, hrv has been something that's really helped me. We can Do Just explain what that. that is. Yeah. So it's heart rate variability. So it's something. So I have this band here. It's a Whoop band. And it, it's one of my kind of favorite little gadgets that I use for data. And I wear it all the time. And it essentially is measuring the uh, parasympathetic or sympathetic um, heart rates and how you kind of um, fight or flight stimulation is going on and how your body can send different electrical pulses to, to your heart and kind of give it a different signal. So the higher variability you have with your heart rate, it means the more it's, attuned to stress and the more that healthy it is and so there's a lot of studies behind that being a great indicator towards health because not because resting heart rate is a good one but there's, there's some there's some flaws of it being just like the holistic metric that you look at right. and people finding HRV being a more effective metric of health.
1: One thing we haven't talked about, and I'd like to just go into a little bit, is uh, some, one of the things that you do here is you have challenges with the workforce. Yeah. And, uh, and this isn't compulsory. You don't have to take part if you, you don't want to. But
0: you did a big one recently, didn't you? Yeah, so it's a funny story, actually. And it's part of the genesis of how wellness really kicked off. So let me give you a little backstory of, of how the challenges happen. So... When we got this new office that we're in today, we built a gym over there, and now we got a bigger wellness center down the street. And I started working out in the mornings there and doing my thing. Instead of going to the the, the you know CrossFit place down the street or other gyms, I said, well, I'll, I'll come start working out at work. Why not? I got showers here. It's cool. It's safe time. So I started doing that early mornings. And like a month or two into it, I just had an idea randomly one day at like noon. And I just said, like, hey, you know what? It could be fun if I worked out with some people that you know, in the office, and, and we've, been high, we've been hiring like crazy. We have like five extra headcount over the last 18 months. There's a lot of new people walking around. I don't know. Like, I got to figure out how to get close to everyone. So I just sent out some crazy emails. Like, hey, if you want to work out in the morning, like come hang out. If you're, if you're a prior athlete, I know what you do. Cool. We'll get after it. If you've never been in a gym in your life, all good. I can guide you through some, you know, whatever. And I sent an email out. I went to a meeting or two. I came back, and I had like 55 emails that people within like an hour be like yeah i'd love to do this and from different like yeah i work out every morning already i want to work out with you sounds fun to people being like hey i've never been to the gym i've been trying to find a way to like get you know and i'm like oh my god like, like what is this i thought if i could get like three people uh, that'd be amazing right and so uh, now and, i'm uh, like
1: and that's out of a workforce of about 120 here
0: so that right so that that was back at so that was you were smaller then. a while ago right. I was smaller there and that was just this la office and so yeah, I mean that was like fifty-five out of maybe eighty, ninety people in this office. Now we're more, you know hundreds across the country, but it was like sixty percent of the people, you know, maybe more, like like sixty-five percent of the people that are in the office that are primarily engineering. And so I'm, 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 it's not like we got a weird engineering infrastructure out here that we've gotten. We've hired all these athletes in college that happen to go into the software engineering. It, it, this is this is a stereotypical engineering environment, right? <laughs> and it was remarkable. So I had that, I had that um, long story short, I had that meeting and everyone's like, yeah, I want to do it. So we started to create a challenge. And so what the challenges were, we, we have had a few now and essentially we created team tapkins of just any, any employee. And we had five teams of like 22 people, I think is what it ended up to being in, in that, in that challenge. And, it was the the winner of the group would was determined by the average of a twenty two people or so in the group's body fat loss, muscle mass increase, and participation of like how often they're being active every day. So we want everyone to be active for at least thirty minutes a day, and it was a weighted score across those three variables. And we had um, DEXA scans uh, truck come to our office, and everyone was doing these really measurable twelve week baseline tests a 12 week afterwards so it was very data driven
1: a dexter stone being a very sophisticated body fat very measurement. yeah
0: i think it's the most accurate yeah. way to do it because um otherwise people are going ga- to try to game out the system so we try tried to do the best we can and you know it uh it 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 was really cool and and we've we've blogged about this and you can probably look it online at one of our, our video ant blogs but we've had some remarkable results where people we've lost like 700 pounds of fat amongst the group and gained like 500 pounds of muscle and the average loss people losing like eight pounds of, of, of fat and like you know five pounds of muscle in 12 weeks and some crazy transfer i mean some people you know, people that lost like 30 pounds sorry um 30 body fat of um of their body fat and like some someone lost 42 percent of their body fat within 12 weeks and gained like 20 percent. there's some crazy That's results amazing. both males yeah. and females and really cool
1: Mm. So we've talked a little bit about it. Just looking ahead then, what is your bigger picture, immediate ambition? You've talked of wanting to try to better understand if there is a formula or if there is, if uh, you can encapsulate exactly what this philosophy is, perhaps involving other companies as well, something you can promote globally. I would love that. That's your immediate goal?
0: I think so. Um, I think we've done a lot of really cool things. Since we started, but especially over the last two years, as the company has grown to a bigger scale, and so I wanna, I wanna find, I wanna produce some papers and some more scientific studies, if you will, as objective as possible about what we've been doing, what we've learned, the things that we worked that worked, things that didn't work, our failures, what's worked, and like kind of open source some of that for starters. And 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 I and I wanna make it a movement. I I wanna talk to other CEOs and other founders, and I and what would what would be. Let's say a more near term goal over the next year or so would be able to try to co- communicate and collaborate with other companies to find a way to learn. Okay, well, what have you done? Right? Have you done something like this and try to collate best practices because it's really hard. I mean, if you, if you, there's no real good source of information. And I've been looking my whole career about things like this, like best practices. Like the, I would pay any amount of money to get some, like, some person who's like, all right. Let me tell you, I've been doing this for 20 years, and I've tried 500 things, and these 10 things have netted out to be these tactics have made increased employee joy and retention and happiness, and you do this. like That that sounds like the greatest thing of all time for, for, for me and as a CEO. It doesn't exist. And so if we can create that together and, you know, I I can do what. Here's the top three things that we've learned and this is how you do implement it. And and if we can get a community like that, I think that would be powerful.
1: I agree totally with you. I think it's a fantastic goal. And and maybe, hopefully, there are people listening to this. Perhaps there are CEOs listening to this that have ideas, are doing something within their company, hopefully can get in touch and maybe even start some sort of dialogue. Because uh, I think, and I come back to the way that I introduced this podcast, uh, the excuses, the the reliance on work for everything at the expense of physical health and and well-being which is quite honestly the lives of so many people and i don't think it should be like that i don't think it has to be like that and just seeing what you've done here i mentioned before i've Known you for a little while, been to your previous premises on, on this one, and always I've got to say, walk away pretty inspired by Thank what you. I'm seeing, by your, a your enthusiasm for what you do. But I, I've talked to people that work here as well, and uh, they're they're as motivated as as you are. Thank you, Peter.
0: Yeah, you know, I I think if, even if we had some big success here in the company, and we've been doing good financially and growth and all the typical startup you know metrics, we we've been we've been doing good. Knock on wood. But if I, but if we look back in 10 years from now and say, yeah, you know, we did really well and we made a lot of money, but everyone's health deteriorated and people just kind of killed themselves over it and it was not a good mental experience and you've lost relationships or you've sacrificed all these things, I, I, I don't see that as a win. So I, I think you just need to think more holistically and I, I, that, that to me isn't a win.
1: So Ross, that was the interview that we recorded a, a few weeks ago. We now know all about coronavirus. We knew about it then, but neither of us imagined—we couldn't have possibly imagined—that it would have grown to such an extent that it would, it would so change our lives today.
0: Yeah, um, one of the quotes that got me inspired was—and I don't even know if it was a true Darwinian quote—but it, it was talking about the, you know, those who adapt. The quickest are the ones that survive and so I've been using that as more so my North Star.
1: So tell me what you're doing. I I mentioned before that you're really doing a lot to try to continue that lifestyle support that you offer your members of, of staff. What are you doing and especially as it applies to their health and their well-being every day?
0: Yeah so we've been rolling out multiple programs and one of the first things that we did was start to keep our Health and wellness programs and fitness challenges and working out together and it was pretty easy actually by having our trainers move to full working from home workouts and using equipment like water bottles and shoes and any household kind of equipment items that people can grab and um, you know um, have laundry detergent and using that as part of a part of a routine and we've been using Zoom. And having everyone um, who want to participate as, a, as an optional dial-in at noon Pacific time for the company and people can work out in the living rooms and just kind of do like a – it's a kind of cool community-based feel. And people have been getting a lot of response from that. I mean, we have you know over half of our company dialing in now every, every day at noon just to kind of talk with one another and kind of feel more of that community-based uh, approach. And it's been really cool to see that. Other things we've been doing is making sure people have the right food and helping them ship them with healthy options and trying to find distribution platforms that we can help facilitate, getting up work systems, monitors, keyboards, um, you know, all the types of typical things that you would have at an office, but at the work place in the home
1: and even down to the i mean obviously a lot of people never work out at home and but even down to the basic equipment like dumbbells there's stuff that you need to do a basic workout
0: yeah we've 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 even got some of that going and so because we had some equipment in the offices some people were uh, we've been shipping items out and smaller equipments and things from amazon so we've just been trying to be scrappy and buy what we can and ship what we can from what we have into people's uh, homes and and you don't need a lot you know you don 't need a lot, you just need i mean a couple i mean any any living room can do really yeah
1: it 's fascinating it 's interesting you 're doing this, and I know you 've got a lot of people involved, even people that are not actually directly involved with your company
0: yeah, and that 's been the next phase is our ability to invite some of our clients and friends and spouses are are i i i 've never seen so many spouses kind of jumping in before i 'd say fifty percent of the screens that I see are with the spouses, because like, yeah, well, I heard about this at work, so I might as well just dive in. So it, it, it's cool. We're just trying to, you know, find the silver lining and find positivity and, how, and how, how, how can we improve health and wellness even in a time like this.
1: And do you find that the spirit of people is still high? Because I, I know there is, and understandably, there's a lot of fear. Around at the moment and we could still be in the relatively early stages of this We could be looking at several weeks even even months.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll I'll be honest. It's a it's a spectrum and Some people react differently in times like this and you know, there's We got hundreds of employees in the company and 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 everyone takes things differently. I think overall it's not easy for people and though people also realize that we're fortunate enough to be a software company that you can build and support most of our services remotely, right? It's not like a, a more of an hourly-based thing. And so at least we're fortunate. And on, on that side, for sure, there's definitely worst, um, you know, uh, kind of uh, occupations, I guess, that, that can get more affected by this. But there is definitely – some challenges and working with our clients and face to-face meetings and sales conferences and a lot of the things from go to market teams and sellers and service that that, that 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 are affected right um and we're also in the marketing industry and a lot of times we have clients that are tied to TV temples so like sports that's being canceled and you know those, those clients can't market and there's a lot of uncertainty there and so there's um, um. There's also the uncertainty regarding just airlines, right? We have a lot of airline travel companies, like they're not really advertising. So there's, there's and, and every day it's changing so rapidly in different things. So it's, it, it's uneasy, it's uncertain. And I think the things that leaders can only do right now is just be honest with people and saying, we don't know, this is unprecedented. It's hard to model if things keep changing like this. And um, so we're just trying to share as much information as we can, keep people apprised and try to take care of our people first, because the most important thing is the health. And that's why we sent everyone home way before. I think most people um, were making it, let's say mandatory or having these um, quarantine sessions. And for us, we just wanted to make sure everyone's healthy. And then part two is now figuring out the best way to continue the business as usual type of approaches.
1: And I guess you're bringing. We heard during the interview that we did uh, a lot about your own personal attitude towards towards work and life, and that sort of never give up attitude that you have to things, and that dogged determination to just to, to keep on going. I, I guess you're bringing a lot of that to this situation.
0: Yeah, I you you kind of have to, and people are rising to the occasion, and um, we got leaders arising and helping out, and it's been pretty cool bottoms up stuff. So we've had some employees that have been creating these. Culture clubs and sending nice um, inspirational quotes to the company every morning. We had some people create a Spotify playlist that kind of had more upbringing vibes, so people can listen to the same music at the same time, kind of like a video amp radio station, if you will. You know, that's been pretty cool to cool to see um we've also been working with giving out some other like learning modules and programs regarding uh, managing stress and building resilience and how to adapt with times that we've been licensing from, like these video programs and learning systems and so i think people really do appreciate that if you're putting them first and you're helping them adapt on these situations that it helps because feeling feeling alone and not really understanding and just not having any sort of connectedness is what I think it makes it so much worse than it than than it than it could be.
1: Is there any way anyone listening to this perhaps they wanted to get involved in your workout sessions uh, in terms of sort of spreading the word? Is is it open to that extent to anyone that uh, maybe other companies, like minded companies?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see why not. I think we can definitely uh, get a link going after this and have people join us. I mean that'd be great. I wonder if there's a. Uh, a zoom limit that 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 we're going to hit but we've already been talking about kind of live streaming it and so taking the zoom and then just live streaming it on youtube or twitch or something like that so we'll i i think that'd be great to have people join we should we should set that up
1: that's good well what i'll do is i'll certainly put details your, your website company website that kind of thing into the show notes for this episode and i'm sure if you get something going like that people will be able to dig around
0: and and find out how to join you look it's a good idea i think i think we should
1: ross good luck with everything uh thanks for for doing this and uh we'll get through this together and normal times will resume and uh hopefully we can keep on talking about the work-life culture that's so fascinating and i know you want to to spread around when we're all back to doing things normally
0: yes thank you peter i appreciate you thinking of me as always
1: Many thanks. And uh, if you want to look at our website, it's uh, the Lama Podcast, double L-A-M-A podcast.com. Lama being the acronym that we use for Live Long and Master Aging. Take care, everyone, and thanks for listening.